old McDonald. We're here on the Emerald Street Community Farms. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we just got a little old Nick and Dan. Our fearless leader, Nick Mahalik, is absentee, but we are... And he would love to do this, too. Yes, he would. He would be furious. There is a beer truck, a literal beer truck, that serves beer out the side of it. And, Nick, you're missing it, but We are sitting in the middle of a farm with the poet, Fran Delario. Fran, Say not Francis. Say hello. Hello, how are you? We're doing great. We've already had some beer. <laughs> welcome to the farm. <laughs> this is I wish nice. I could. I wish this was mine. I wish I could say welcome like this was mine to welcome you too. But. <laughs> <laughs> we are literally on the the back porch of of Nick Esposito, correct? Yes, um, number one at the Head in the Hand Press. There we go. Yeah, they published your book that we're here to celebrate tonight. Uh, please plant this book. Yes, right. the, uh, second this, incarn the seeds. incarnation. They did the seed bundles that came out in March, and they're doing the second edition that is now like a normal person book on paper. All right, so uh, we're going to get to the book uh, in just a little bit, but before we get into the full cast, I just want to ask you guys: What is your favorite type of farm? <laughs> Since we are in the middle of an urban farm, <laughs> dairy. I'm a big dairy ice cream fan. Oh, dairy farm. Yeah, although I can't eat much of that as we've talked about on the show you're not supposed to eat much of that no i can't imagine you would and that's no, why i no like I, I inflate like to... a giant skin balloon that's why there's commercials for it no commercials for lettuce i'll tell you that. Right. yeah I, they don't need to sell you on lettuce yeah. they do need to sell you on milk from another type of animal well now the milk campaigns milk. are saying hey we give you real cow milk now not that almond stuff it's bizarre so they're anyway, lying to farms. you the whole time or they're just taking a swipe at the they're uh, taking a swipe yeah. Yeah. My favorite type of farm is a tomato farm. Is that a thing? Is, is there it? just a farm that just grows tomatoes? Yeah, it's got to be, sure, right? right? I, I mean, almost my backyard, I guess. Yeah. We primarily only grow tomatoes. But if you if you told me that I could go to a farm and you said that tomato farm was a thing that existed, I would just go to that. Huh. I like Merrymead Farm. Merrymead Farm's nice. Yeah. My daughter really enjoys Merrymead yeah. Farm. has a distinct... Um, funk to it when it you does. walk onto well, that. That's the milk. I'm going organs, like an organ farm. Oh, so like the harvesting of organs. Yeah, right. <laughs> Is it just a bunch of bathtubs full of ice, yeah. all like in raised beds? <laughs> I, 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 I'm picturing more of like labs, you know, where okay. if like you lose an ear... Uh, they're growing there's organs. Another, you can just go get another one. Like you get an ear on the oh, back of a mouse. Oh, so you're on like the good guy side of the organ farm. I was thinking like, Black let me market. drug you at a bar, take you back to my organ farm, <laughs> lay you in the tub of ice, take out your kidney, and then like leave the note taped to you that says call 911 when you wake up. <laughs> Harvesting organs sounds so, uh, it's almost noble. Like you're harvesting, like... These are these are free range organs, yeah. <laughs> locally sourced. Uh, this guy's from humane. the Philadelphia area. <laughs> he was let out of his cage for uh, an hour a day. None of that like grain bullshit. He ate real food. We gave yeah. him milk from Merry Mead Farm. <laughs> milk. Uh, I was in Amsterdam and I ate uh, way too much of a of a of a muffin that I should not have had. And, what uh, type of muffin was that? It was a, a space cake. One space of those. Cake. <laughs> uh, two hours later, the wife and I were in the supermarket looking at the wall of milk, M-E-L-K, uh, and we couldn't make heads or tails because there was volley milk, then there was half volley milk, and then just like regular milk. 
and we couldn't pick which one we wanted for our coffee. Um, milk. What did you go with? I, I, I honestly either. forget. I think we just grabbed just like, I think a regular milk, just plain milk. Can you milk. talk to me about that? The milk. I have a friend that I've always made fun of for saying milk, but well, I've also not. A lot known. of people around here say is milk. That a, is that a it's regional a thing. thing? It has to be. Okay. It has well, to be. It was spelled M-E-L-K. Well, that's when you would, it would be appropriate to say that. Yeah. But it's not spelled like that in the greater Philadelphia area, right, and I say, still have friends that say milk. milk. I hear people say it. I'm like, oh, were you there too? I'm like, no, I was just really high. <laughs> <laughs> he also says pillow. Like, I'm going to lay down on my pillow. I knew a pillow person as well. Yeah. it's. That's I find not that a, frustrating. I do too. It's not how you say that word. It's pillow, folks. It, it is, and it's milk. Yeah. Get, get over yourselves. A milk Unless pillow. you're in Amsterdam, in which I don't know what they do there. But well, then it's milk. They can do whatever they want there. Yeah. But here it's milk. <laughs> All right, this is uh, we've off the reservation. Let's bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> so we are at a community garden uh, farm where we're just surrounded by all sorts of vegetation and chicken. We chickens. are under a, a lovely pergola. Uh, yes, but the pergola isn't that what it is? Yeah, I think so. See, got some grapes. Uh, and we're under an, an alley imbruglia of grapes. <laughs> <laughs> And there's chickens, right? Chicken. Chickens. Yes. Chickens. A coop of chicken. Plural chicken is chickens. It doesn't sound right to me. I don't want it to be right. And uh, there's all sorts of other things happening on here that I can't even really see. Lots of mosquitoes, that's for sure. <laughs> their, their, fig tree, their fig trees are out of control. Do you see those over there? Is that what's That's making... that very wide-leafed thing that's growing behind my wife. That's um, a fig tree? That's a fig tree. You can yeah. hear you can hear the wife waving in the background, Leah. Yeah. Yes. Leah Delario. I, uh, forgive me, I might have been saying your name wrong all this time. You're like 99% there. It's Delario. 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 But Delario is what like most people say. It's phonetic. I, there's so many vowels in that name. No, it's not. It's all of them. It's all of them, yeah. Yes. It's all of the vowels. Yeah. It's Delarious. <laughs> Except we just don't have the sometimes why. Yeah. So, <laughs> why don't we get into Fran's new book? <laughs> Please plant this book. Um, um, first of all, I just have to say that uh, Fran and I knew each other in high school, or I think I knew of Fran, and Fran probably knew um, of you. Knew of yeah. me, but Fran's band was the was the band everybody asked me if, that I'd heard of once I gave them my band CD. They're like, "Oh, check this out! Like, you hear Fran's band? They're really good." And you didn't know Fran. Um, he, you were a grade below me, correct? I was. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was also an odd like barometer to set us to set ourselves by, because I mean we <laughs> were we were very much a high school band. It's well, funny. Well, weren't we all? But I've been chasing yeah. your successes for fifteen fucking years. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, whoa, 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 whoa! You just put a novel out, and I think you read it in Seattle, right? Uh, Portland. Okay. So yes. let's let's just stop. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> So, Fran Delario, oh yes. uh, second edition of your second collection of poetry. Yes. Please plant this book. Uh, do you want to tell us about it? Sure. Um, do you need to wait for this? No, dude, we're, alive. we're alive. We're alive, buddy. We're alive. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's our quick history. 1968. The time is 1968. The city is San Francisco. Uh, Richard Browdigan puts out... Um, he prints a bunch of poems on seed packets. He calls it Please Plant This Book, and he stands out in just like a random street corner in San Francisco and just passes them out for free. Um, 
This was, I think, pre-trout fishing in America, pre-like everybody, oh my God, Richard Browdigan, when all the colleges started, he was like canon in, in a lot of the colleges. Um, so Browdigan is like one of the writers that I attribute like my love for writing to. If it wasn't for Browdigan, I probably wouldn't be, I might be sitting here, but it would have nothing to do with any of this. Yeah. Um, so Richard Browdigan, unfortunately, was a victim of suicide in the 80s. And uh, when I, I teach a lot of Browdigan, just be, not because it's in our curriculum, but just because I like to do it. Um, Hell yeah. And a couple, I guess like two years now, I had just finished teaching part of Please Plant This Book. I was in the car. I was driving home. And I, a little like light flickered. And I was like, what? I wonder how old that is. And I, so I'm on like the Turnpike Wikipedia-ing please plant this book and I was like oh cool it'll be 50 years old next year and then the wheels started going a little bit and I was thinking like I could I could do this again like this would be a fun thing to do again and so uh, I let it sit for a little while because I'm never sure like those turnpike ideas have a tendency to like age and when I wake up the next day it's like wow that was I'm so happy that I didn't tell anybody about that because it was awful but after I sat on it for like maybe a week or so I texted Scott and I said hey do you want to do this thing on seed packets and I said the cool thing about it is that it's it's a rip off of somebody else so we could never try and sell it but we could do it for charity and donate all the money to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention it works because this is how we lost Richard Browdigan and everything just kind of worked together um, Nick do you have an umbrella is it raining? It's raining. Just in case serious? it, uh, I do have an umbrella. Yeah. yeah. And we can, we can, we'll just keep rolling. I'm not even going to edit this. No, this is fun. I'm going to pop the umbrella over the laptop here. <laughs> the forecast <laughs> said that it wasn't supposed to do this. Yeah, well, whatever. The forecast we'll, is a liar. I'll read in the rain. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, so, uh, he said yes, he was into it, so I started emailing people and just begging them for stuff. Like, can you give me free seeds? <laughs> Which is a weird thing to have to beg for. There's a, a company that, I buy all my seeds from called Baker Creek Heirloom Seeds. Um, and so I kind of put together like a little proposal of what we were hoping to do. Umbrella! Big one. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold this like... <laughs> I gotta take a fucking photo. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're interrupting your very I, I serious... Think this is a photo that needs to happen. A very serious. Uh, it's like very. Let's, let's get it. Let's get on here. Uh, okay, so Baker Creek, um, <clears throat> they were they were into it. They were like, we can give you a bunch of free seeds. And so a couple months later, they after we like went back and forth and talked about what kind of seeds they would give us, we nailed down eight. They sent me a box with 15 pounds of seeds in it. And then I had another company called Midco Global Agricultural Supply that did all of the printing for us just for free. Um, and then sent me those. So I, I had to beg my students with pizza and extra credit to help me stuff all these seed packets because there were 5,000 of them. Um, and that was not without incident. That wasn't about <laughs> incident. No, I mean, without incident, rather. You take a bunch of high school kids and you ask them to help, and 99.9% .9 of them are amazing. And we like, I'll totally help you with this. And then that one kid, that one kid can take down... This, this project almost did not happen due to one what? student who decided, I'm going to slip a note with some awfulness on it into one of these packets, and nobody's going to know. But somebody did find out, because when my other students were packaging them all together, they were like, hey, there's something in here. And so we found the note, thank God, and like stopped awful, 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 awful things from happening. And then we had to go back through just to be sure and check all... 4,999 other ones Holy because I'm not going to mail out 
like hate speech in seed packets. So luckily that was the only one we found it. It got wiped out and the project was allowed to carry on. Um, wow. But yeah, so then uh, we bundled them and then they sold out real fast. We had 500 bundles and uh, they they all got sucked up um, in a couple of months. So we sat back down and said, like, how do we keep this going? Um, and this expanded edition is what we came back up with because I was definitely not packing more seed packets. Yeah. This, yeah. That was a project I will <laughs> never again in my life. I'm so happy that I did it. I'll never do it again, sure. ever. It's it's definitely a one-off. And wow. I, think it, I think it's worth mentioning that uh, this is not a Francis Delario uh, solo project. No. You teamed up with Scott Hutchinson, who you teamed up with for your first book. Yes. If and When We Wake. Yes. Scott Hutchinson is uh, the lead singer of the Scottish rock band Frightened Rabbit. Um, he's also a really good friend for about five years. Um, I was a huge Frightened Rabbit fan going back to college. And I always, Scott did these like really strange, really pattern simple when you first look at it, but actually not simple when you pay attention to it. Uh, pencil drawings and so when I was halfway through about halfway through with when we wake I sent him like a fanboy Facebook message and said I love your band and I love your drawings I have a book would you like to illustrate it and then I went to sleep knowing there was like no way in hell this like famous dude was ever gonna get back to me and he did and he was like sure I sent him a poem that I had published somewhere and he was into it uh, so we did it and when we wake and then we were able to do please plant this book and yeah, we unfortunately lost Scott in May. Uh, he was also a victim of suicide. Um, so it was a, a, a really difficult end to what was a really interesting, cool, collaborative friendship. So this has been a really rough, I mean, the summer, I basically spent the summer trying to like, I don't know, beat back grief by working on this. This was kind of like this weird way of holding on to a person that isn't there anymore. Like I can't, talk to you anymore but if i can work on this it's almost like i'm still working with you so i don't know i don't think i i don't think i've 100 percent processed a lot of this i was able to beat it back far enough that i didn't have to really think about it um we have a little string of shows for this and the last one is in november and i have a feeling that um the end of november is going to be really hard because yeah. that's going to kind of be the end of this so, so this is a it's sort of a bittersweet celebration here it is. This yeah. thing exists in its second form because of something tragic. Yeah, I, uh, it it turned into like you know, suicide is an epidemic. It's it's a a thing that we need to. Mental health is a thing that we need to work way more on as a country. And I knew this when I did the seed thing. Like I knew, like I know what depression is. I I fight anxiety. And I know that suicide is a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. I have not, I had not actually been touched by suicide until May. So it was a really, uh, I don't even know how to, like affirming sounds like a good thing. It's not a good thing, but it was one of those things like, okay, I knew this was bad. And now that I feel how, how, how terrible, terrible this is, I have to keep pushing with this like mm -hmm. there was no there was a little part of me that like kind of wanted to bail and say like I can't do this anymore like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drag this on but um, one of Scott's friends from Scotland actually reached out to me and talked uh, so we had done an interview together <clears throat> the day before we lost him um, 
and he had actually done it from this woman's backyard. Uh, and so she sent me a message and said, hey, I, I, don't, I don't know why I'm contacting you. I don't really know what to say, but I just wanted to let you know that Scott did your interview with at my house. And so we went back and forth a lot. We, she's an awesome woman. Her name's Charlie. Uh, and she lives, I think, just outside of Edinburgh. Um, but she kind of, she kind of like helped me see, not that I didn't already know it, but kind of helped me see that this was an important project to him as well. Uh, and that kind of like fired me up to keep pushing through the summer, which was, I don't, I don't know what she, she's really important for the second part of this project. Um, it might not have happened if I hadn't had that person saying like, he cared about this. You should keep rolling. So and uh, the, the proceeds from this evening or for all of the sales of this book are going to National Suicide Prevention? All of the proceeds from the books, from the seed packets, from the two t-shirt runs we did, from a set of enamel pins that's going to come out soon, um, all of the shows, everything, less like production costs for the book is getting donated. Um, I'm, I'm burning hotel points to stay yeah. in all these different cities just so I don't have we're not pulling out anything for like traveling expenses everything from that gets donated so it was like that before we lost Scott but we didn't really have a tour lined up yet um, but all the, all of these these five shouts against the darkness shows are all 100% getting donated and everything from the books and the seed packets after production costs which is it was nice. It was close to five thousand bucks, I think, from the seed packets. Um, which the only thing we had to pay for from the seed packets was, I think, shipping shipping yeah. costs because everything else was free. Uh, the chapbook we have to pay back a little bit for production costs and shipping. So where could someone find this chapbook if they wanted to? If they're intrigued and they want to get a hold of this, the only difficult thing about charity books is that you can only it's it makes it harder to like widely distribute them so like the, you can't get it on amazon if and when we wakes on amazon is on barnes and noble it's on all those little retailers well you're hot shot uh, excuse me yeah. <laughs> like, like i said been chasing this motherfucker's success for 15 years uh please plant this book you have to get through either the publisher's website which is the head in the hand.com i think or you can just google the head in the hand we'll put it um yeah, there, yes. there'll be a, a link, link somewhere i, I link, hope link in bio <laughs> or it shows up. if you buy it from like us but so you those are the only two places you can get it and that lets us not have to pay other people like we're not giving amazon a cut of money that could go to charity yeah. if you can just right. buy it from our website that seems like a yeah. waste right. so uh, i've read it i, I mean I, I haven't read this yet because no one has it just came out this is today yes Happy that's release uh, day. that's like the third copy yeah. that somebody got today and i gave one to my friend this morning nice <laughs> but he bought one he bought one this morning yeah. Give um, him the charity. <laughs> i've got your uh your seed packets on my refrigerator awesome um, thank you i've read those <clears throat> yeah refrigerator Refrigerator. Refrigerator. If the food is hot when you put it in, it is just being refrigerated. Yeah. Fuck you guys. This is the worst. (laughs) How else are you going to keep your milk cold? You put it in the refrigerator. When you take it out, then you You put it back in. Then you're refrigerating. Otherwise, you're just refrigerating it. Thanks, guys. I'm glad we cleared this up. Yeah. Um, uh, I know and, more now than I knew. And please plant this book. is just full of gems of wisdom, just like <laughs> refrigerator. All this and more. Refrigerator. <laughs> uh, would, you, would you care to read one of the poems? Uh, yeah, sure. This so, is a first for so. us, so this is very exciting. So we, we should note that this is special in many ways, this episode, but we actually have... The artist who created the art we're discussing. Oh, this is the first. Perform on the show. I'm so going uh, umbrella down. Yeah, bring I it down. I think the rain stopped. We're yeah. good now. I haven't felt anything. It's just not. That cloud back there doesn't look great. 
but <laughs> that shit is dark. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the wind is blowing that away, not towards. It sucks. It was supposed to be beautiful tonight. Um, okay, so I'm going to read one called Henry Wild Sunflower. Um, this was one of the few plants that Baker Creek gave me. I had fun doing this because with every seed they gave me, I had to play around with it. Like, okay, what's special about tomatoes? What's special about green onions? And when I got to sunflower, I mean, there's not a whole lot there. Sunflowers get really tall, and I mean, you can eat their seeds or whatever, but they don't have like a specific purpose. Like, they're just one of those things that's kind of like you grow because then you can say, hey, look, there's sunflowers over there. Um, and I really enjoyed that concept of like, not meaning anything like it's something that just exists for the hell of existing and i think when when thinking about things like mental illness and depression and anxiety i think a lot of people get caught up on like what is my purpose what am i here for and i think sunflowers are a cool example of that purposelessness like you don't need to have a reason for anything like this this is all just chaos floating around and you just get the opportunity to be awesome for the hell of it for no other reason not worrying about how other people are gonna like use you or what role you're playing you just get to be a person for a little while and then you're not anymore and so that was kind of what was going through my mind when I wrote this um, <clears throat> this is the last poem and please plant this book we exist for a season then turn our soil over to new blooms feel yourself finite and brilliantly purposeless, lungs fat with oxygen, unaware and so bright. There is still room for us here. Do not let your eyes adjust to this darkness. I love that last line. Yeah. I've heard you perform this one before. I've heard this it is a beautiful poem. A few times. Uh, you performed, that was your last one at the uh, Frightened Rabbit kind of celebration. Yeah, event. that's kind of like the closer poem. Yeah. I normally yell that last bit, but I, I remember wanna, I, I didn't want to like peek out your mics. I got chills <laughs> that night. Uh, that was a that, that was a hell of a night. Um, so what? How that was like a week, two weeks after after we lost Scott. I, yeah, it was probably about two or three weeks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, for those of you who aren't who aren't local, that we had uh, we uh, Fran and a couple of other people. I don't I don't know the person that was in charge of that event but they yeah. called you right uh her, yeah her name's laurie and okay. she actually runs um she has a radio show on like radio arlington yeah. um and she's been a big frightened rabbit fan i guess she's known them for some years kind of for like being one of those people who just goes to the shows and eventually like if you go to enough shows you're going to meet them and i yeah. and so she kind of developed a little a little friendship with them uh so yeah she reached out to me and said i'm interested in doing something in philadelphia um but I, I was really, I played a very small role in that whole thing. She set it up. Uh, Laurie and a guy named Jeff. Jeff, uh, you, I think, I feel like you know Jeff. Jeff Ziegler, um, he's a producer down here who knew Scott. Uh, we're, they, we're Facebook friends. Are you? Yeah. Uh, so they kind of paired up with Johnny Brendis to get that whole thing going. Yeah. So I just kind of showed up and read. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a really special, special night. That was... A very powerful night. Um, not being uh, a frightened rabbit fan, uh, or, or I didn't realize I was one until you know uh, bad things happened and yeah. you know uh, all all gravity was being pulled towards that center. I don't. Know, it, it, was, it was a very very special night somehow for for me who wasn't even a fan of the music. Uh, that last line. I met Jesus Christ. I was 
I mean, maybe it was the whiskey. <laughs> I don't know. But I remember, like, really wanting to cry a little bit, but... It's a different kind of crying with whiskey without art. Yeah. So. I definitely cried up there. Yeah. And sure. I don't... I think I was able to hold it together in Ohio couple weeks yeah. ago when we started last week two weeks ago was okay. the first night of this thing and i was able to hold it together um we'll see if i can hold it together tonight yeah. i don't know <laughs> well, what, I th- what i think really struck me was just the community of people that came around that were so touched by scott's music yeah it's and, an incredible community of people. yeah and, and witnessing that and realizing that i'm not part of this thing but look how beautiful this thing is that exists and then you know my buddy fran is this is his thing you know, and then seeing that poem, which, I mean, fuck, you wrote this poem before the fact. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, a lot of them. A lot of them are hard now. Yeah. I mean, even the first book we did together was about my grandfather passing mm-hmm. away. And even reading, like, sections of that live now is hard because, like, I'm not forgetting that I wrote them about him, but it just feels like I'm reading them in a different way. Like, it almost mm-hmm. feel. I guess I made them broad enough now that I'm kind yeah. of associating them with Scott in a little bit I mean, of it's a the way. mark of all good art, right? You know, it's the art never changes, but we do every time we come back to it. That, yeah. old, that old Warren adage. <laughs> so you say that word, adage? Adage? Adage. Adage. I don't adage. think. It. I, I've learned Root. in the last 20 minutes that none of us should be the authority on how to say any and, words. And yet, <laughs> any we're words. all English teachers. Yeah, right? So that's fucked up. Half my day is just <laughs> saying words silly just to, get a, just to make sure the kids are paying attention. So, um, let me talk about this book just for a second. Uh, this is really, it's the first time we've seen this. Yep. And from having the seed packets, which which are, are great, I love those. I look at them every morning when I uh, am refrigerating things. That's better. Uh, I, I, the, the pictures in here are, are beautiful. I love seeing the pictures of you and Scott together. Yeah, that was from a, a photo shoot from, uh, there's a local photographer down here. Uh, her name's Rachel Spiegel, and she's a friend, and she came around with us. Frightened Rabbit was here on tour probably like two years ago now, maybe. It was right when we started this book. Um, so we, I don't even think we had had the stuff finished yet, but they were in town. And so we wandered around Philadelphia with some Whole Foods bought vegetables and a pitchfork. Yeah. And she <laughs> snapped photos of us like in <laughs> settings where we got weird eyes because we were walking around with a pitchfork. So um, <laughs> we only ended up using one of the photos for like the back of the seed book cover. And so when this came out, I, I, I wanted to uh, <laughs> I wanted to use more of them. I, I thought it was cool to be able to like incorporate more of them in there. No, it's a beautiful touch. Um, it is. So please plant this book. Uh, you can catch Fran. Uh, we'll plug his tour dates on uh, on, on the Twitter and the Instagrams, uh, Facebook. I think you, you said just, that wrong too. There's another one. <laughs> uh, Fran, your, your website, Francis. FrancisDelario.com. Let's spell that for people. So that's F-R-A-N-C-I-S-D-A-U-L-E-R-I-O dot C-O-M. That's all the vowels. It's all of them. (laughs) And sometimes why. Sometimes why. Uh, Yeah, you can get that on his website, uh, or the links to find it. The links are all there, yeah. Uh, The Head and the Hands. Uh, they're a local press. That's who's hosting this evening tonight. They're amazing press. Yeah. These Uh, people really, like... Give back. For a charity project, yeah. Like this isn't doing sure, let's anything do it. for them, yeah. and they have like absolutely busted their asses yeah. to for all of this. It's, Opening I, up his house and his yard. Yeah, I mean, like traveling and yeah. doing stuff. Like it's it's they they came to Brooklyn when we launched this. It's been incredible how much work that they've done. So there, I have to like super 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 dumb thanks on these people it's yeah. incredible so check out the book uh delario and hutchinson uh there's a forward by uh Brodigan's granddaughter 
daughter. Daughter. Ianthe Routing is his Routing. daughter, yeah. Okay. And then afterward by Michael Peterson. And who's Michael Peterson? Michael Peterson is a Scottish poet who he is the other poet that Scott has done illustrations for. So he illustrated okay, right um, after Rhythm When We Wake come, came out. Um, Scott worked with Michael on a book called Oyster. Um, so if you don't have Oyster, you should totally pick that book up too. I think it's it's through uh, Polygon Press, which is this, uh, they're, they're a UK press. Another absolutely incredible book of poems with another set of incredible drawings from Scott. Yeah, I think a, Irvine Welsh actually blurbed that book. I think she did. Yeah. yeah so he he did. Wait, <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Charlotte Church. Like she. Also. <laughs> Charlotte Church also blurbed that book. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, the reason I bring it up is because I'm a huge Irvine Welsh fan. So I saw that and I said I have to buy this book. Did you get Oyster? Um, it's on my Amazon. You should get it. List. It's really, it's really, really good. There's yeah. um, there's a great, there's a great photo, of not I guess drawing, not photo. Um. That I've seen a lot of people get tattooed recently. A lot. Of, so after we a lost lot of Scott, tattoos, the tattoos posting. are going crazy. Yes. Yeah. Somebody got a full if and when we wait cover. That's um, yeah. And the 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 coup, which is the Highland cow, is yeah. one of the ones I've been seeing a lot. That comes from Michael's book. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a great book. It really, and it also can't be understated how how wildly interesting and and fabulous Scott's drawings are. So he explained it to me as like a practice of meditation um if you look at the drawings one of the coolest things about them is they're all filled with really tiny really i guess overdone patterns so like if if he's drawing a bush or whatever all of the leaves will have the same type of pattern going over and over and over and over and over again hmm. um and he said it's like a it was a calming method for him so like i could get the initial outline of the drawing and then just fill in all of these little pieces over and over again if you look if you if you, if you listening at home have the book um i think the one the drawing that he did for uh lemon bee bomb is a good example actually no i'm sorry uh for basil is a good example so you have See, all of those 15 yes <laughs> all of the all of those little like i guess they're i guess they're rings and wood behind it like that's a good example of those repetitive patterns that he does mm. there's a lot more of those in if and when we wake too there's there's one that's so intense it's just lines all the way down the page it's just they're wavy lines that work their way all the way down and then they straighten out and get straighter as they get to the bottom and it's supposed to show like a restlessness that is calming itself as it works its way down wow. so that was really like his method for drawing and it, it created some beautiful art wow uh so scott hutchinson was uh like, do I keep saying Hutchinson? It's Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yes. We are saying a lot of things wrong. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of things. Just day. on the record, I didn't say that one wrong. <laughs> you can call me on any of them except for Hutchinson. I said that one wrong. That was all DeFranco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this. It's this Philly tap water. <laughs> yeah. You got to refrigerate that, bud. <laughs> uh, so Scott Hutchinson. Yes. Lead singer, Frightened Rabbit. Uh, I was not a fan, or didn't realize I was a fan until uh, after after uh, tragic events happened. I can't even say it. You know, I know it's it, hard to talk about. Yeah, without he, like the lump coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like his music. It's incredible. quite a bit. It's a little uh, angsty for me. Some of the stuff. I think it's some of the realest music that I've heard. So like yeah. knowing him. Especially, so like albums like Painting of a Panic Attack. Scott and I had just finished If and When We Wake a little bit before Painting of a Panic Attack came out. And like knowing the guy and talking to him 
when he was having some difficult moments and then hearing that record come out a couple months later like all of that stuff that sounds angsty or raw like that is pure legitimate real Scott that comes through in those records which is one of the reasons that I love it but also since everything's happened it's been really hard to listen to um the last album that he put out was actually with a side project him and his brother Grant did called Master System mm-hmm. um, it's a really heavy record uh, it's a lot raw of a record but it's a hard record even before we lost Scott when that record came out it was hard to listen to because like it's hard to hear your friend singing about such kind of like absolute pain sure. that they're in mm-hmm. uh, there's a song on there called um, Bird is Bored of Flying and it's just all about like this bird never asked to be alive it never asked to have to learn how to fly and like look over this world of just waste and i remember like it's like an act of i don't know if it's cognitive dissonance or what but like listening to like this song is amazing but jesus christ this song is so hard to listen to um and that just got worse after after we lost him like uh, there was a a long period where I just couldn't listen to it. My daughter, actually, my two-year-old daughter is one of the reasons that I started listening to Frightened Rabbit again, Mm -hmm. because she demands to listen to The Modern Leper, which is, I don't know if that's good or bad parenting. Wow. Her favorite (laughs) song is The Modern Leper, and she can actually sing most of it. Wow. Like, she can sit in a car seat in the back of the car and go, like, is that you in front of me coming back for even more of exactly the same? Wow. You must be a masochist. My two-year-old daughter knows the word masochist. And we don't even thanks know Thanks to Scott Hutchison. So. Yeah, you guys can't say milk. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a fan of Frightened Rabbit? Not before I stepped into your first book launch, Fred. Okay. Um, I think you played a track on your... Uh, it Probably. Was, it was during the... I think it was the like the book trailer... Oh, okay. The, well, probably at the launch, we played a bunch of Frightened Rabbit yeah. music. Yeah. Uh, the so trailer I was like, that we released was a winter sleep song. Okay, They're just so, friends with the band, so okay, they fair let enough. us well, use it. Well, at the launch, there was a ton of music being there played. There was. And I was sort of immersed in it. Like, it, it was, it's, it's, it's dramatic and immersive, and it, it pulled me in in a very specific way, because I, I don't... If, if there's not... There isn't an immediate hook for me when it's not, like, punk rock or something heavy... Like, I kind of just ignore it. Yeah. And um, Frightened Rabbit had that hook, an immediate draw that I just found overwhelming. And I've listened probably not as uh, as much as I should, um, but I get distracted easy. Yeah, but I, don't, it's I think, very lovely I think Scott would disagree, but I don't think they had any misses. Like, <laughs> for all their records, I know there's a couple that he doesn't necessarily... He didn't necessarily love as much, but as a fan, before I was a friend, there's nothing that they've put out that I don't love. Yeah. It's incredible. And I was trying, you know, prepping just some thoughts for tonight. I was thinking about how uh, a lot of bands these days try and emulate or pay homage to a certain sound and create their from there. <laughs> well, the homage is the... Is the I think pay homage is... Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I think homage is the thing. You pay homage, right? Um, Whatever. (sighs) Anyway. They're they're uniquely their own, and I often think of bands like Manchester Orchestra who do a similar thing, when it just doesn't feel like it comes from anywhere else besides this unique whoever is writing the music themselves. Yeah. Um, And that's really rare today because we've had this conversation. There's very few things that are truly original. Um, in the world, and then when you hear something like Frightened Rabbit or even Manchester Orchestra, they're vastly different. They're groups. also friends, by the way. Which is Get funny. the hell out yeah, of here, Manchester Orchestra. Um, 
Andy Hull, yeah. maybe is his last name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he and Scott did um, a, a song together. They, it was like a record store day release called hmm. Architect. Um, after we lost Scott, Manchester Orchestra did a, a cover of Backwards Walk at one of their shows. Wow. Yeah, they're, that's funny that you that you bring those together. How about they that? are like, they're, a, a, they're friends. Very interesting. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, Manchester Orchestra became one of my favorites within recent years, and it's because of that that uniqueness that they bring and Frightened Rabbit has that same sense of, of uniqueness like you just don't hear them anywhere else yeah so yeah my wife was a huge uh, Frightened Rabbit man uh, <laughs> a frabbit a frabbit yeah I think, I think we call ourselves frabbits I, I think I like that I kind of like it yeah yeah alright I'm on board frabbits <laughs> frabbits sounds like a thing isn't that a video game could no, really, I don't know. Rabbids. I hope not. Yeah. That's it's rabbids. <laughs> There's a really wonderful Facebook group. It's like a closed group of just frightened rabbit fans that I didn't know about or join until after we lost Scott. But uh, they all call themselves like frabbits when they address each other. It's hey frabbits, and it is like one of the. It's really the only reason that I still go on Facebook anymore because Facebook is a waste of time. Oh, sure. Now, right? Like, it's, sure. it's not even real. But yeah, there's. Make sure a- you follow us on Facebook.com backslash book record. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's still a few. I'm going to plug the shit out of it later. But, there's you know. still a few corners and alcoves where you can find good shit on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, but the bulk majority of it is nonsense. <laughs> but the Frightened Rabbit. The frabbits in that group are, yeah, they're amazing people. So you, if you're if you're talking about your wife in terms of being a fan, I yeah. guess we'd call her a frabbit. I remember a few years, she, she'd love that, because so rabbits are her favorite animal. And a few years ago, um, maybe it was through you, through you, through the first book, I was like, oh, hell, you know this band, Frightened Rabbit? And I remember listening to it, and I was like, she might, I was like, I kind of like it, but not enough. I don't know. You, sometimes you listen to stuff and you like it, but you never take the dive. You're not at the point yet where it yeah. means something yet. Yeah. Yeah. But I listened, I was like, I like it. And I was like, you know Frightened Rabbit? She looked at me like I was the biggest asshole. She's like, yeah, yeah I know Frightened Rabbit. I was like, oh, okay, well, he, the singer is doing the illustrations for Fran's book. Um, I think she was there that night, too. So that's, that it, that's cool. I mean, I always have, I haven't cared. I haven't cared that people thought this, and I have thought this. Like, I'm very well aware that there's, like, probably 12 people that are going to buy my books without Scott. Right, like, and I think over the years there have been people that have asked me, like, does that feel weird? Like, isn't it weird to think that like the only reason that some people are opening these books, and I don't care, like I, I'm just happy to work with them. But if there's like one person that found Frightened Rabbit because of this, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. That's, I think that person is me. And that's me. awesome. That makes yeah. me feel really good. It's like, yeah. hey, okay, I, I contributed anyway. something to the Frightened Rabbit community. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't bought, just a leech. I have two vinyls. Awesome. That, I, that I bought posthumously, uh, just to have them. Yeah. So Nick, uh, what is your favorite Frightened Rabbit song? Oh my god! And you, you're new. I you're, wasn't prepared You're not for as that. new um, as I am. Um, Do you want well, me to go first? While you yeah, think? why don't you go ahead? Okay. Modern Leper, hands down. It's the first song that I ever heard. Um, when I was in college, I was ignoring studying for finals by like watching YouTube videos. Um, and there was an interview with Death Cab for Cutie where they said, hey, Ben, who are you listening to right now? And he went on this like long <clears throat> rant about this Scottish band that he was listening to called Frightened Rabbit. I'm a huge Death Cab fan. And I was like, okay, I'll give him a whirl. If Ben Gibbard's listening to him, that I could give him a try. And the first song that I heard was Modern Leper, and I was 100% in from that point on. So that was my junior year of college. I guess that was probably 
uh, like 2008 or 2009, mm-hmm. 2008 probably. Um, but Modern Leper, which is on Midnight Organ Fight, is just ab- and That's I a great still album name. and it's my favorite. I know, right? So you have like there's a lot of different connotations there. Um, it's my daughter's favorite Frightened Rabbit song. It's my fight, favorite Frightened Rabbit song. It's just absolutely incredible. We could play a game. Give me like two lines and see if I can tell you what it okay. is. Okay. Uh, let me wait for the children to pass because there's <laughs> cursing in this. In the, <laughs> the guests are starting to ride. This is a pretty exciting night. Um, this is really it's a, it's a live event. We're in the middle of a car and people are arriving. There's we haven't heard any uh, gunshots yet. Okay, um, well, that's just a stereotype of this of Philadelphia that we're trying to, to, to cut out by here, yeah. Daniel. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put some in, in post. <laughs> uh, it's, I don't know the lyrics, so this is actually a double challenge. Okay. I'm going to give you so the I have to hear your bastardized version messed up version of it. All right, let me have it. Something uh, more than fucking. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's keep yourself warm. Damn! Okay. Yes! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> How about this one? This I can't have a lyric. I have a description. The okay. opening guitar riff oh, sh- is moderately reminiscent of a an explosions by the uh, explosions in the sky song from. Oh wow, uh, that's hard. Can you hum the riff? Can you give no. it? Can you? Nope, I can't. Pretend, uh, Fran, yes. you're talking to me five years ago. Uh, I've never heard Frightened Rabbit. How would you describe Frightened Rabbit to get somebody in? to this uh, really they're, they're a great band that's hard um, I normally describe them to people as he- I guess fast paced and heavy enough that you can like kind of tap your foot to it uh, that makes me sound like an old asshole you can tap yeah. along to it it's music that feels very authentic without sounding like it's trying to sound very authentic does that make sense yeah, yeah I feel like there's like a lot of a there's a lot of music there's a lot of music that comes out now you'll read reviews online and like uh, I don't want to name a specific music website, but there is a specific music review website where if you're not like banging two squirrel skulls together, it's Pitchfork. <laughs> they don't they don't like it. Um, I feel like Frightened Rabbit has done a very good job of being very much themselves in their music. Like knowing these people, like they they are not putting on a show for an audience. Like this is what is inside them that they're using to create this music so it's it's sometimes loud it's sometimes devastating it's sometimes absolutely hysterical mm-hmm. um it's very anthemic it is it is there's a lot of really good Dramatic. outros in their songs that feel huge yeah um but i feel like there's not a frightened rabbit song that feels like they're faking it yeah i, I will say that i did sense a, an earnestness even on some of those kind of, uh, you know, cloying, anthemic parts of a song where it's like, okay, it's building, you got to get the little, little, little guitars and everything's, the cymbals are, you know. Yeah, I like uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, but there was there was an authenticity that that somehow comes through that wouldn't come through in any number of, uh, of pop. There's a lot of bands that sound like Frightened Rabbit. But there they, are. But, but they don't make but it. But they sound like it. <laughs> yeah, they're but not they're, it. They don't they're have they don't have that little spark. Aside from the track that they did for Skyscraper, mm-hmm. did Scott do any um, movie work? Um, like as an like, actor, a, like or? for a score to like for the for the soundtrack or the. Uh, so, a, a couple of the actually maybe the whole band recently did a score for uh, a 
I believe it was a play that was just premiered in Scotland during the Fringe Festival. Cool. So they did the whole score. Uh, Simon, who was one of the guitar players in Frightened Rabbit, did a separate score for a different play. Um, they've had songs that came out on, I think, in cinema, definitely in, in like television. Hmm. I think Swim Until You Can't See Land found its way into a couple of TV shows. Cool. So they've done work like that. I don't know that they that Scott did any specific scoring like they did with Break in the Clouds for Skyscraper. Sure. I think that might have been the only example of a song that was written for okay. a movie. And yeah, that was a weird song because nobody knew about it. No, you, then, you literally texted me while I was sitting in the movie theater. Yeah, I, well, I didn't see it because luckily <laughs> well, somebody was able to get me the track. Um, <laughs> you don't need to see that one. <laughs> I didn't want to see it. I, there was a lot of people saying, like, I think I'm going to have to go see a rock movie because I really want to hear the song at the end, but I really don't want to see the rock movie. No. And thank God I was able to get a YouTube. He's delightful on screen. Fine. That's okay if you think that. Very but I didn't want to go spend $20 on a movie ticket and wait two hours to hear a Right rabbit song. <laughs> I, I would have, but I got it a different way. Thank God. Well, the reason I asked I is because rabbit would. Believe it. You know, <laughs> who am I? Who am I? I'm not in a group. The reason I asked is because it goes back to the Manchester Orchestra connection, and Andy Hall has scored movies. He did. Okay. Um, uh, what the fuck is that movie called? Son of a bitch. Swiss Army Man. Hum the first. Which okay. is a really bizarre... He won't do it. If you ask him to hum it, he's going to say no. He no, I can't do it. He wasn't prepared, Dan, and he's yeah. sweating. I also feel very <laughs> nervous. You guys, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but Andy Hull did that movie, and I guess it just, with that connection, I thought perhaps... Yeah. Uh, not not to my knowledge. I okay. think Breaking the Clouds was it. Hmm. Well, you should download that track. You don't need to see that movie. I'm not going to see that movie, and I have it saved as like a YouTube video, so I can listen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it'll come out as like an iTunes buy at some point. It should, right? You would assume. All right, Fran, what Frightened Rabbit album should I listen to, should our listener listen to that has not uh, become into the Frabbitdom? That's Frabbit, like Kingdom? I'm um, doing a lot of wordplay here that I, I mean, just there's, don't know. There's, <laughs> are you, so are you telling me, like, is the question for a person who's not... A fan or a casual fan, in, such a as casual myself. fan. Okay, the so one I every put on I think every casual fan has heard the Midnight Organ fight. <laughs> if they haven't, they need to listen to that. But I think every casual fan has. Um, I think Pedestrian Verse is absolutely incredible. It's hard for me. They're all there's only five of them, and they're all like really really good. Scott didn't love the Winter of Mixed Drinks. I love the Winter of Mixed Drinks. Um, what I'm hearing is all of them. Yeah, and you know what? Like they, they as a, even as a band themselves talked a lot of shit on uh, Sing the Grays, which was their very first album. It's a raw album. It's an album of guys that are like trying to figure it out. And I, admittedly, I didn't even like really, 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 really throw myself all the way into it until after we lost him. But Sing the Grays is incredible. So they're all they're all great. But I guess after Organ Fight, maybe start with Pedestrian Verse. Right on, Pedestrian Verse. I'm gonna get Organ Fight on the old Apple Tunes. Yep, and then. Midnight Organ Fight. Beautiful. Right on. Now, we have... We have beer. Yes, we do. We do have beer. This event is being uh, sponsored by? I don't know the word. There, There You're is beer here beer. that was brought by Wissahickon Brewing Company. Wissahickon Brewing yes. Company, Same. which is Philadelphia local. Yes. Um, which we always like to do on the show. Always local. Love it. I live on Wissahickon Avenue. Awesome. But not close anywhere near mm. the So brewery. they're in the... East Falls section I think of the they're in the East Falls. I mean, I've been there a bunch of times. 
but it's been Google Maps to take me there. Yeah. <laughs> it's off. It's off like I think Schoolhouse Lane and maybe in East Falls. I Dude. mean, the Google Maps will get you there if you need to. Yeah. <laughs> the Google they're near, Maps. <laughs> they're near. <laughs> maybe your maybe your ways. Whatever you're yeah, using. Yeah, Waze will do it too. Waze will get you there without the cops. I think Google bought the Waze. Google they, bought Waze. Of course. When you're on the Google Maps, they pull the information from Waze for your. But they didn't. Not they didn't pull where the police are, so you can't speed on. on well, I just Maps. hope Don't I'm. Be an I just hope I'm dead before it's like everything's all one company. Like it's yeah. Amazon Milk and Amazon Disney. Maps and Amazon. Yeah. Okay. So basically, <laughs> Disney. I guess. Right. Yes. <laughs> they already own Star Wars and Marvel. Soon it'll be Star Trek. I don't want to get into it. I love Disney World, by the way. I'm robot not bodies hating. and uh, harvest organs. I think that's where we're headed. Yes. I'm all about robot, but put me in a robot body. Yeah. I'm ready. And if because this one isn't working. If out it for means me. that, like Google owns me, so be it. I'll be in the cloud. <laughs> that is the sellout of sellouts. Yeah. <laughs> they I don't care. From an just old take, rock and roll. Just take me over. I don't. I don't care what you do with me. Just make me content. They already know everything. I know, but you don't know everything. Let let learn it. Don't let him tell you. But Maybe. wouldn't it be cool to just plug your finger into a console? I know shit. No, <laughs> it wouldn't be cool. I know kung fu. <laughs> uh, so Wissekin Brewery, uh, they brought a uh, keg van here. Yeah, yeah. which is it, the beer I put just a, pours out of the side of the tap van. sticking out <laughs> the of the side of, side of the van. Couldn't believe it. Like yeah. I took a video of it and if you watched it on Instagram, I just go, it's in a van. <laughs> <laughs> which isn't actually that amazing. You just, you just drill a hole and yeah. put a, <laughs> a little bit of PVC piping and yeah. some caulk. Hey, don't ruin done. this yeah. for me, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> a little CO2 and nitro in the back and you're ready to go. Compressor and a um, so they are a local brewery, and they're near the Wissahickon Creek. I hope they're not taking their water out of the Wissahickon Creek. <laughs> I have to think they're not doing that. Yeah. That's got to be all kinds of, of violations for all sort of Straight food out the Schuylkill. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Well, they could, they're right near the confluence. They could get a nice blend. <laughs> oh. A nice blend of toxic yeah. and I mean, that's human mo- that's waste. mostly urine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Wissahickon Brewing, to my knowledge, doesn't use that dead thing water. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do wrong by the people that brought beer here tonight. Very safe water. But yeah, what, so we're drinking what a, a wildflower honey IPA is yes. what we're drinking tonight. So, and let's let's have a little of that. And mm. It's super it's super hazy. It looks like we're drinking orange juice, which is my favorite kind of beer. Mm. Uh, those they're like those uh, Northeast IPAs. They're yes. all, all the rage right now. There's they are, and I, I bought into it hard. I, yeah. I, I <laughs> let myself gain like twenty pounds this year just on New England oh, IPAs. Pure yep. haze. Yep. Filter and, out none yeah. of it. Honey, yeah. once the sun comes up, it's just going to burn away all yeah. this haze. Yep. Don't worry. <laughs> well, from uh, a guy, as you know, any of our fair listener might be uh, <laughs> <laughs> listening. I'm a Coors Lightman, and even I find this to be uh, a delightful beverage. Now, what it will do to my guts later, I can't say. I'm sure it will be unspeakable. But um, <laughs> it's a, very delicious. Take a mic in with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it is something. Get a mic on that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, it is very drinkable. It's very. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't hit you in the face with a lot of bitterness. No. It's. Um, it's very. It's a delight. It's. 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 It's citrusy, and it's got a very malty nose. The sweet. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of sweetness. I think that's probably part from the honey. Yeah. I think that's probably a lot from I. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I think I do. Isn't they there like some it. sort of secondary dry hopping that goes into these types of beers? Yeah, they do all that stuff. Yeah, and it it creates that it. it it factors out the bitterness and brings in this sweetness that lets you just kind of pound them all day long. Yeah. Hello. If that's what you're looking for. What's what's ABV on this? I have no idea. Yeah. I want to say just it's... Just drink a bunch and let us know. Hi! I want to say like in the 6-7 range. Yeah. 6 or 7% range maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I remember reading that online, I think. Yeah. Uh, Wissick and Brewery. Uh, they're near the Wissick Creek. Uh, our good friend, two good friends, Edgar Allan Poe and Benjamin Franklin, Philadelphia writers. They both uh, love the Wissahickon Creek. Yes. I love the Wissahickon Creek. You should. I've yeah. spent a lot of my life running and riding my bike and hiking back down by the Wissahickon, by the creek. The, cr- the creek. If we're going to be, be authentic here, I, I've spent a lot of time back of the creek. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was a little kid back there. Back I was the a, crick. I was a ratty teenager back there. Back I was crick. an adult back the creek. Yeah. yeah, I've, I've lived most of my life back the creek. Watching after a nice Eagles win. Yeah, oh, yeah. I live yeah. right yeah. off the, the boulevard. Jump into some of that Gary water. Barbera. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I don't even know, man. Like, all I know is if they're going to grease them poles, I'm going to go down that creek and climb them poles there. That's like, they're not greasing those, dude. Go Eagles, right? That's... <laughs> That was more like West Virginia. <laughs> no, the hell that was the best Northeast Philly impression I have ever heard. Uh, my parents, my dad grew up in Cheltenham, and yeah. so I've, I've been close enough that like I can layer it in if I need to. Yeah. Just even like the car commercials here, like, hey, come down, we'll give you one for a hundred dollars off. Yeah. <laughs> and they get the like the the union commercials on on WIP. It's like uh, local union two ninety eight Philadelphia, New Jersey, and Delaware. Yeah. There's a guy on NPR that has he does all the advertising. Yeah. Like if you're looking for a new hip just uh, log on to like www dot and they'll work yeah, it. and I just can't dot. believe that, a, that someone with such an ab- <laughs> not that it gets I love Philadelphia but that sometimes it gets abrasive oh it, it, oh yes oh yeah. yes and I have it I'm probably gonna listen to this podcast and be like oh my god I can't believe to the point where when Scott and I did a show in Brooklyn, the accent question came to me, not the guy that was from Scotland. They said, <laughs> I'm noticing some things in the way that you're talking. Where are you from? And it, I wish I could have fired it back. I didn't think about it until later. Like, are you ki- There's a guy here from like a six-hour plane ride. <laughs> It's from like, Scotland. Grr-dar, grr-dar. Like, I'm going to talk about it. It's nice to be here. But I'm the guy that gets the question because I think I accidentally said water. <laughs> I uh, somehow escaped. Uh, I was born and raised. Born in fucking South Philly. You just said escaped. You didn't escape shit. Yeah. You just want to think that you did. Well, I don't have the water. I don't do the used guys. I don't do that. I don't, don't, do, the, I don't do the water. Yeah. Nope. My dad does water. Um, and... Uh, he puts it a picture R's in random random places in words. Yeah. yeah. Like, so what we're it, saying is is on Valentine's Warsh. Day, take your sweetie out to uh, the Wissahickon Creek. Down the, the creek. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, believe it or not, you said you're going to listen back to this and call yourself out, but my wife is from Scranton, and I grew up in the Philadelphia area, and every now and then... I'll catch something of her Scranton accent that sounds more like Minnesota. Oh, like, well. oh God, we're going to go down and t- talk to the dog for, for later on the night. Check, we're gonna have a good time. Eagles game, did you? <laughs> and then sometimes she'll just be like, oh, water. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's funny. Accents are right. bizarre. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's wrap this up, gentlemen. Right. Um, let's, 
Let's plug some stuff. Let's plug three books right now. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of books to plug here. Let's can plug, I plug yours? Uh, can I plug next? I want to plug sure. both yours. All oh, right. fuck. Let, take it away, friends. work for us. So Panic Years is out through, tell me the publisher. Uh, Tailwinds Press. And I, I loved Panic Years. It was one, It so you told me when I got it from you that I'd probably read it in two days, and I did. I read it in two days, and it's really good. And if you are ever curious about what a touring musician that's trying to continue to be a touring musician deals with panic years is pretty much the way to get you to that knowledge uh i can't recommend it enough good grief out through maudlin house correct yes is an awesome book about someone working through dealing with um loss and also a manic episode of seeing their former self appear to them as a ninja turtle um (laughs) Which, dressed as a ninja turtle. Dressed as a, yeah, not as a ninja turtle. <laughs> just looking at their like formative ninja turtle esque kid yeah. version, yeah. Uh, following them around. Another really amazing book that I didn't put down until I was done it. Um, I, yeah, I really enjoy, it's been it's been great going to school with you guys and reading the books that you both put out. Absolutely incredible. Loved them both. Mm, Couldn't thanks, recommend them enough. You. Yeah, we are in Scotland together. Uh, Francis, we yep. Delario, the poet, drinking scotch and. Uh, here we are now. Just just a couple of dudes with books sitting <laughs> at a farm. Yeah. And we are going to plug Fran's newest fabulous book, the, the chapbook edition of Please Plant This Book by Fran and Scott Hutchison, which is available now, today, yes. officially, and of course, If and When We Wake, which um, was astounding it's to me when I bought this. It was right. fabulous. Thank you. Cheers, guys. This is a lot Thanks of fun. so much for, for doing this. This is excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to our very special episode of Book Record Beer. We are live from Emerald Street uh, Community Farm. Yes. Great. Garden. Um, garden. Farm. Yeah, farm. Oregon Farm. <laughs> um, please, midnight Oregon Farm. <laughs> please check out Fran's work, Scott's work, Frightened Rabbit. Um, Daniel's too. Mine as well, if you if you want. Um, you can check us out on the interwebs at facebook.com slash bookrecordbeer. Cesspool. <laughs> Instagram at bookrecordbeer and on Instagram at book.record.beer. Remember, we're on iTunes, so make sure to star this shit. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs>